0: want to do more than follow orders, think outside of the box, and manifest your dreams? Then you've come to the right show. Welcome to the award-winning podcast Holding On the Fort by U.S. Vet Wealth. I'm your host, Jen Amos, a Gold Star daughter, veteran spouse, and entrepreneur. For season seven, I am ecstatic to be in partnership with The Rosie Network to highlight motivational stories of personal growth, financial awareness, and autonomy in our military community. Now, let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back. Got a quick question for you. Do you think online businesses provide an adequate solution to the unique challenges faced by individuals who have to relocate often? Well, for the founder of Demps Media Group, Toria Demps, that answer is a definite yes. I had the fortune of speaking with Toria Demps to hear her experiences from working for the federal government to starting her own business. She shares how she created a location-independent business, making customized wigs often for cancer patients, after experiencing hair loss herself. Her portable business has enabled her to continue working despite frequent relocations due to her husband's military service. As a 2023 Service to CEO graduate of the Rosie Network, she shares how she started a new business aimed at assisting other military spouses in creating portable businesses. Additionally, Toria is the author of the book, The Homefront Hustle, is a Navy veteran and a military spouse of 20 plus years. Toria, your story was inspiring to say the least. And I hope that our listeners today will get a ton of value from what you have to share. I also wanna mention that this conversation is ad-free. Thanks to my company here at US Vet Wealth. We are so fortunate in addition to the show, give you a ton of bonus content after the show by creating an account on holding Down the fort podcast.com forward slash portal. If you really enjoy the show at this point, and you just want to continue to eat up all the content that this show has to offer, then check out our website. Once again, holding down the fort podcast.com forward slash portal to get bonus content. I got to tell you right now, we have a ton of awesome things going on in there and even information on how to subscribe to our private podcast. What? Yes, we have a private podcast now. I'll talk more about that in the post commentary if you stick around after the outro music. Last but not least, if this is your first time listening to our show, I want to give you the heads up. My audio quality may or may not be different from past seasons. Um, I have learned to let go and let God and, and plus let my editor do the best with my audio quality this season. And I talk about it a lot in our podcast portal, our free podcast portal. But until then, it's my hope that however my audio quality sounds, that you focus more on what Toria has to share. And so with that said, thank you for your grace. And I hope that you enjoy this conversation. All right. And with that said, I am incredibly excited to have Toria Demps on the show here for season seven of Holding Down the Fort by U.S. Vet Wealth and the Rosie Network. Toria, welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm very excited to have you considering the offline conversation we have had. I'm very captivated by your story and i just hope that i do it justice in highlighting it today in our conversation but before we do i do have an icebreaker question for you i have five cards i have five is that six No, that's five i have five cards and i'd like you to pick a number between one and five and then i will pick the question it's it's gonna be completely random question that has nothing to do with this conversation but it's fun so far i find it's fun so pick a number between one and five (laughs) i like that let's go with three three okay You are the second person to pick the middle card. That's awesome. Um, Okay, so this one says (laughs) it says on a scale of one to 10, how messy is your car? You know, one being the cleanest and 10 being a complete disaster. And explain
1: (laughs) Oh, that car came just at the right time because I actually tidied it up. So (laughs) we're we're not there at a 10 because I do have a three year old, but I'll give myself an eight. There you go. There you go. Oh, yeah, I'm proud of you. Yeah, mine is like, okay, what was the dirtiest? The dirtiest
0: was 10. Like ours is like a 10.5 because we have it just it, it just is my husband, my dog. And that's kind of it. Actually, that's my that's my biggest explanation. I have a husband and a dog and they just they do their thing in the in the car. So anyway, <laughs> but I'm glad that I, I'm glad I caught you at the right time. But like, oh, my car is clean. Wonderful. Mine's yes. not. Yeah, I would not like my car. <laughs> both of my cars would not like I would not invite people. Like I would not pick up anyone from the airport, for example, unless I had like deep cleaning. Like that's how bad it is. So anyway, I hope that no one thinks of me differently after saying that. But uh Toria, I am excited to uh, chat with you today. Um, mainly because you're not a new entrepreneur. You have dabbled in this uh, crazy life for some time now. And yet here you are going full circle to, you know, what was your first business to now what you're doing to help with spouses. But Talk us through that that initial journey of you even getting into entrepreneurship to begin with.
1: Well, it's an interesting story because I was like a lot of military spouses, just constantly having to relocate. PCS, mm-hmm. going the traditional route, you know, with school, having school in your background, looking for a job, applying just being overlooked Mm -hmm. you know or taking jobs that you feel like you're more than qualified for but just to have something to be able to contribute you take it anyway yeah and so I was going through that cycle but at some point I did secure a really good job working for the federal government Mm -hmm. at that time I had been experiencing like a battle with hair loss for years and years and so I came upon this training that I went to I you know you got to make all of the accommodations for travel Mm and all of that. And so I flew to South Carolina because I wanted to take this training uh, to be able to come up with something for my situation as far as my personal hair loss. Mm -hmm. And it it was interesting because once I got there and I was taking the training, I saw how the instructor, she was teaching that you can actually turn this into a business. And a lot of the other students that were there, they were like hairstylists already kind of in that industry. And so this was going to be like, them leveling up in their business. Yeah. And so that's where the seed kind of got planted because kind of going back to my personal hair loss, not I didn't take the training just for me, also for my mom because she mm. has severe hair loss because of health problems. And so that's how it started to come about. Once I went back to California, we were stationed at California in California at that time. I was still working for the federal government, mm. but I just kind of you know, made time to really figure out, do I, can I turn this into a business? And that's how it kind of all started.
0: But that's so interesting. Like you were really doing this out of the love for your mom. And of course, with your situation and would have thought that, you know, this person would be like, oh, by the way, there's a business side to this. And you wouldn't, you didn't even go in there thinking that you were going to have that thought in your head walking out. Right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that, that just I love that. It's kind of like falling in love where it's like, sometimes you just don't know, like if it's like if you try too hard to find some in love, like, yeah. like you can't find it. But sometimes it just gets you out of nowhere. And I feel like this is kind of what happened for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, tell me a little more about this federal job, because it sounds like it was a, a very important job for you and your husband. But also there were some challenges trying to maintain this job. Is that correct?
1: Yes. And even going into that, because I had actually applied for that job maybe about a year and a half before I even heard anything back. Uh-huh. And so I was kind of like going on about my business and then I received an email. And so how it was kind of set up was that I would be like a temporary fill yeah, in the, for like clerical services. So anytime someone wanted to take leave or, you know, they have like these leave cycles. Mm -hmm. Where you have to have someone doing like the clerical side, they would need someone to come in and fill in. So it was like intermittent. That's what they called it. Mm -hmm. So what I had to do, because at the time I had a young daughter, she was like 10 years old, and then I had my new baby. Mm -hmm. And I had to figure out. I had to do the math. Like if I put her in daycare, I would need to work this many hours per month to be able to pay for her daycare. I at least wanted to break even. Mm. And so it just started, it took off like that. I wanted to get my foot in the door because it wasn't a permanent position. And sometimes you have to be okay with that. Yeah. So my plan was just to get, get my foot in the door. And lo and behold, at one of the locations where they brought me in because I think their um I forgot what you call it at the time, but she was sick and she was having to have surgery or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so they wanted me to fill in. And then it's like, it started out like I filled in a couple of times and then I came back and I had to fill in for an extended period of time. And then another position came available in that office where they were like, I think you will qualify for this because you're a veteran. You would get veterans preference and you're a military spouse. Mm -hmm. And so they were like, are you interested? And I'm like, yeah. I didn't even (laughs) ask how much does it pay or anything. It was like, are you interested? So it was kind of like, I always have to give credit. I said that was God's plan. I was obedient. I took something that didn't seem promising, but that helped me to get my foot in the door. So I started working for the federal government. I had a permanent position where every year I would actually move up on the GS pay scale um, until I maxed out at GS-11. But the problem was we're military. So we know at some point is going to be time, you know, to transfer yeah. and yes to a new location. So what ended up happening was I just felt like I finally had something for myself. So my husband and I, we sat down, we talked and we agreed that he would take one year unaccompanied tour to Diego Garcia. So mm-hmm. that's out. if anyone knows, like that's out in the middle of the Indian Ocean. It's beautiful, but you're secluded. So, you know, you don't get all the creature comforts. Yeah. And so he was willing to do that because at that point I had sacrificed so much following him and his military career that Mm -hmm. it was my time and he understood. So it was kind of like a no brainer. So needless to say that one year went by really fast and. At this time, when he started looking for orders, he was going to be three hours away in San Diego, beautiful Mm. San Diego. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, okay, are you ready? We need to start scheduling, you know, the movers and all of that stuff. And this is where I had that uneasy feeling again, because I was like, I'm making this money and now we're about to go from like two two income household back to one. Yeah. And I didn't feel comfortable with that. And here I am in a position where I can totally move up and max out, you know, at GS-11. And that was like the highlight, you know, of that time frame for me. And so we agreed once again, okay, he's going to go to San Diego, get settled in, and then we'll Mm reevaluate. And so in our minds, we were thinking it's not that bad because you're only three hours away. Mm -hmm. So our life became this rotation, this cycle of Good. Friday nights, he would get off from work and try and drive what should be three hours up north to Ventura County, but would mm-hmm. sometimes turn into like seven hours because oh, yeah. of traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. no Cal traffic is no joke. <laughs> I know it's horrible. You have to time yeah. it just right. Even then, sometimes you're going to, it's hit or miss. Yeah. And so- He did that for a while. And even the trips back down to, you know, report on time on Monday morning, he would have to get up super early. And so I would feel so guilty that I would actually stay on the phone with him the entire time. Yeah. And it was a few close calls to where it just wasn't safe because he was, you know, really tired, falling asleep. And then you have to evaluate when he did come, like he was there physically, but He was so drained. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it got to a point where it was like, okay, is this really even worth it anymore? Uh So we had to make that decision. And mind you, I had still been working on like building this business on the side, but I was caring for like two kids and two dogs and working a full-time job and also trying to build a business on the side. So it was a lot. Oh my goodness. And at that time, yeah, it's like you will suffer if you'll keep going and just- finding the energy but once it was in my face like hey your husband is trying to do this but it's not safe Mm -hmm. that's when God was telling me it's time to walk away yeah it's time to walk away
0: I mean first and foremost I I'm curious how you processed you know this moment where you're like okay like I know as a military spouse it's looming I'm probably not going to be here forever but like I guess how do you work through that, that that realization that this is not going to be forever, even though this is like, and it and it, it's almost like bittersweet because it's just such a great.
1: It was a great opportunity for you at that time, right? Yeah. For me, I think in the moment when you look at even the first time he took the one year orders, you look at it like, okay, great, I have a whole year, so yeah. you just sit in it and you're just going to de- going day to day, not realizing that time is passing by so fast because now you're occupied with mm. so much, yeah. And that one year went by and then it's like, okay, can we reevaluate this again? Because it was just a feeling of not only would, you know, to be honest, I felt like my family would suffer because now the things that our civilian counterparts get to experience on a daily basis from having a consistent two income household. We were about to lose that. Yeah. I mean, we were afforded the opportunity to have my kids in gymnastics, swimming lessons, just doing all of these extra things that you have to pay for yeah. and have, you know, try and find time to do. And I just felt like that's got to be taken away from them. And that's not fair. Yeah. Well, and I think that's where it hurt the most. And then to throw in there for myself as well, it's like, here I am, smart, educated. Yeah. I, I have a purpose as well. It's not to just be a military spouse. I'm going to support you wholeheartedly, but who am I, at, you know, before being a military spouse, yeah. what, is it, what is it that you wants to do? And when I'm finding my way, here it is. OK, due to like military culture and circumstances, that's being taken away. So I was on a constant emotional roller coaster. Oh, yeah. I think that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. And
0: I would say thank goodness for your faith, because I, I think in those situations, it's that mentality of let go and let God. Like you you got to that place where it's not like, I mean, yes, yes, like you wanted to do all the things you wanted to do and be all the things. But you started to see like how certain things start to suffer and so I'm sure it was a very like humbling experience for you to be like okay like something's got to give you know I, I want to yeah. take care of my family I want to make sure my husband's okay you know I don't want him to do this three to seven hour drive every weekend to see us back and forth like something has got to give and yeah I, I imagine that it I'm sure it affects your pride in a way to be like okay but like this job but then my family so like
1: you said it sounds like a, a roller coaster of emotions at that time. Absolutely. That's the best way that I can describe it. But also, like you said, let go and let God. What God was also teaching me is to have faith. If he positioned me and put me in place to learn that, hey, this is something that was a problem for you as far as having hair loss. And you took this training on doing these special, you know, what we call in today's world as customized wigs. But in the professional world, and even in the for medical purposes, we call them cranial prosthesis. And so God was showing me if I purpose you to do this, you have to let go of what's in the natural and what's in front of you. Let go of that job and stand on faith. Then I'm going to push you through in that process to where everything that you feel like you're losing, you're going to gain that back and more. And that's exactly what happened. It took time. There were seasons, but it did happen.
0: That's wonderful. Well, at least you didn't have the same story as the book of Job and everything he went through before he got everything twice over. So (laughs) let's count our blessings. (laughs) Absolutely. But yeah, I think that's beautiful to take that uh, leap of faith and to actually, you know, you've been building this business for a while. So tell us about how you were building this business on the side. And then how did it look like for you when you, you know, when you did let go of your job and now you have this additional time to work on your business?
1: Oh, when I say there were seasons to that, there was some some in the valley, like, (laughs) oh, my God, in the darkness, just not, you know, just having to take steps in the dark and just letting, like you said, let go and let God. So what that looked like for me is I was working on all of the like foundational stuff. And when it came to trying to get clients, that's the part that I was like, so scared and so afraid of, like, how do I put Mm -hmm. myself out there to connect with the people who are having these problems as far as hair loss and just having this solution to know that I can just change their whole life, Yeah, you know, because it's a feeling that goes with that, especially as women. So I understood all of that because of my personal situation, but the problem was just putting myself out there to get clients. And yeah. so once we set up in San Diego, you know, you got to pack up the house and then you got to get there and then you got to unload the house and do all of that. And so that's a process in itself. Yeah, And I think sometimes my eagerness and my anxiousness to be in a certain place in b- building that business, it would get the best of me. Mm there were times where I had to sit back and just be okay with the situation with just still transitioning because now it's like, yeah, we're here together, but he's on a ship.
0: yeah. So he's, yeah.
1: he's going to come and go. And then you got to create like a certain system in order in the house as a single, what feels like a single parent all over again. Mm-hmm. And so there were times where I felt like I should have had more time to work on what I wanted to do as far as building this business, but like we say, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. Again, you God would take you through things to where He would teach you patience because when you're trying to figure it out for yourself, you're taking a long way to get there. When if you just allow Him to order your steps, you're just moving one step at a time, and it happens when it's supposed to. And so I had to learn that tough lesson because you you just look at w- what you want to do and then you don't realize like it takes time and patience to get there. All you know is you want to go from here to here. And it's yeah. like, how do I do that? You know, not thinking about in between, there's going to be all these little squiggly lines and winding roads and, you know, trials, tribulations, frustrations, just a bit of everything. Yeah. I think part of being an
0: entrepreneur is... Accommodating life, you know, and yes, it's, it's accommodating life in a sense where it's like, okay, you have these goals, you have these clear goals, like entrepreneurship ideally should be a linear path, but it's really not. There's a lot of winding roads. And, you know, I like about this side business I have with my friend. It's more like a passion project that we're trying to turn into a business. And it's been taking a while to get off the ground only because, um, you know, my friend is going through some personal issues and, you know, like she just keeps constantly apologizing. She's like, I'm just so sorry. Like I have this going on I have this going on. And I said, Hey, you know, first and foremost, like you have your daytime job. I have my business with my husband. Like we, our bills are getting paid. Like we just got to trust the process. We know we want to grow this project. It's just going to have to be at a pace that was not expected. And that's okay. Like, I think that's what I've also had to learn too as an entrepreneur. Like, I I think that when you're in this life, it's easy to have a destination addiction, you know, kind of like, I just want to get there already. I just want to, I should be here already. I should make this certain amount of money. I I should have accomplished this already. When I feel like even for myself, when I continuously learn this, where it's just about, for me, I've learned to find like purpose in the present, joy in the journey, Ooh. and and blessings as I build. That's a mantra I say. So, uh, purpose in the present. I'm
1: totally taking yeah, that. It's all recorded. So you can re-listen to
0: this later. Yeah. So I, lo- I love to say, yeah, purpose in the present, joy in the journey, and blessings as I build. And it just really helps me like recognize that like I'm doing something meaningful right now. Like it may not be yeah. the final product, but like, it's, it's really about embracing that journey. And at least, you know, at least is what I, what I tell myself. And, and I gotta tell you, I, I definitely have, have come to a, a better place of contentment with the journey. Either way though, like I, I work with my husband and he's more futuristic thinking. So I tend to get anxious when I hear him talk, but like, I have to like, you know, kind of learn be like, okay, recenter or, you know, recenter, like purpose in the present, join the journey, you know, all the things. And so, yeah, I just, I guess I just, I just bring this up because I really appreciate you sharing your journey. And I think like the average person who's never been in business thinks that it's like entrepreneurship is like a get rich quick thing. And it's really not Ooh. like it has so many, like there's so much to it that, that most people don't understand. So I do appreciate you know that transparency with your journey.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And also I just would like to add to that. I know for me personally, the reason why God was teaching me patience and teaching me to do this a certain way It's because he was molding me to be able to sit in and feel again what other military spouses were feeling. Wow. If that makes sense. Yes. Because even in like just the intricate details that he gave me and how to build this business, I had to keep in mind that, hey, I'm going to move in like two to three years. So what does that look like? Do you want to have clients set up here? And mm-hmm. then, when it's time to move, it's like you lose your clients, and then you got to go to this new duty station, PCS, and start all over again. Yeah. And so, I, I truly thank God that how He was giving me the little things, and the light bulb will go off like, hey, you got to build this to where it's PCS proof. And so, yes. I created this like total 100% presence online yeah. with that business. To where I was making wigs, cranial prosthesis, these custom wigs for women all over the United States. Wow. Never met, them. never oh had to goodness. come to my physical location. And if anybody knows, like, just being able to do something like that is so complex. Oh, and yeah. I have to my own horn because it's like, I, you know, I was actually able to do that. But yeah. it took time. Oh, yeah. But it set me up for success in the future, not just in the present. Because had I catered to clientele based off of our location at that time, it would have been this continuous cycle on repeat. Okay, you PCS, now you got to hustle and bustle to get new clients at that location. And thank God I didn't have to do that. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's great that you had that forethought to be like, okay, you know, as a military spouse, like, I'm only going to be at a certain place for two to three years. How do I of transcend my business in a way where it is not impacted geographically like it can be done yes. so i mean i think it's incredibly impressive and I, and and you should toot your own horn that you have built <laughs> a completely online presence that is profitable like i think a lot of people aspire to do that but like but Either it sounds that. to me you pulled it off you did it and you're able to automate business way or like serve your clients in a way where it doesn't matter where you live and i think i'm curious about not asking for a secret but like, <laughs> but like, you know, w- more like, what do you realize you had to learn that you didn't know yet? Or I guess when you maybe you realized this, in order to like build an o- online business? Does that make sense? Like, how, what did you have to learn? Where you're like, oh, th- this is so different from doing something locally, like, I'm gonna have to learn something I've ne- never learned before to build an online presence.
1: Well, this kind of goes hand in hand with whether you're building an online business or you're catering to clientele that are, you know, in your same location Mm -hmm. is that you have to have the mindset of speaking to the problem. Mm -hmm. And so even if you're like, you know, even if I just were to start something new here where I'm currently located in San Antonio, and I said, okay, this is going to be a business where clients come to me. Well, how are they going to know where I am? Mm -hmm. And once I'm putting myself out there, What's going to make them connect to me and choose me over the person over, you know, the hundreds of other people who are doing this Mm. in this area or, you know, what's going to make them decide to go with me versus the person that they're already going to. Mm -hmm. And so when you were asking that question, the word that immediately came to my mind was make yourself vulnerable. Mm. You have to understand your market of people that you want to help because you're providing a solution to a problem that they have. And so for me, it was my own personal experience with hair loss. Now, if you can imagine, I wanted to create something to hide that from the world. mm -hmm. But in building this business, God showed me that I had to be vulnerable and put myself out there and talk about the problems, talk about how it affects my confidence, you know, go as deep as saying, hey, I missed out on, you know, events. I didn't go to Navy balls, you know, certain mm -hmm. ceremonies and different things because I didn't have anything to make me feel comfortable and have confidence dealing with my hair loss. And so once I found that solution for myself, it's like now I have to circle back. And in order to build this business and make it successful and be online and have that online presence, I have to speak to the problem and I have to be vulnerable. And I have to show people what I hide and what I go through. And here's the solution. Yeah. And that was tough. (laughs) That was tough. It's like, think of like one of your biggest secrets that you have. Yeah. And you figure out a way to deal with it. And now it's like, God, then that's going to be your business because other people have that secret too. And yeah. I want you to share that secret with the world and then share with them the solution you came up with. Yeah. You're like, um, you sure?
0: <laughs> you want me to get my skeletons out of my closet? Okay.
1: <laughs> oh. No. Right. That's exactly, that's exactly how it felt. The most vulnerable thing, you know, that I was dealing with. And let me just go as deep as to say, I had heard that from my husband for all the years that we had been married. Wow. Up until I took that training, my husband never knew I had hair loss. Wow. Never knew. And I had to disclose that to him because I was fighting so hard to get to that training. And you know, you, when you got kids, you can't book reservation, hotel reservations, rental cars, flights, and then just go and spend time. And then he's like, like, wait a minute, what are you doing? No, you have to make it make sense. And yeah. I had to stress to him the importance of that for myself because of the ear loss that I was dealing with. And so I've talked about all of this, even on my platforms. And that's what helped me to get the clients. And make that business as successful as it was, because I shared my story. I talked about all of that, yeah. I think that
0: you know there's nothing more powerful, or it sounds like there's nothing more powerful than like to share your yeah. deepest, darkest secret and like how you saw yeah. it like you're saying. And you know, <laughs> I think that with even just talking about online presence in general, people like to be polished on there. They like like to you know show themselves to be a certain way, but like I think it's refreshing. it's a breath of fresh air. When you have someone like yourself to say, hey, this life isn't easy, you know, like this is how right. it affects my confidence. This is why I didn't go to the balls. You know, it took me this yeah. long for my husband to actually like I got away with it. Like he had no idea up until recently. And so I, I think that's really amazing, the growth and I guess the the sense of responsibility you had yeah. to to serve your clients. And part of that was allowing yourself to trust that your vulnerability was going to be used for good. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still fixated on that. Like, imagine you had a secret and then you solved it and then you have to share it. Like, that's so where my head space is. I was like, yeah, I got to think about that because that's like to think if I were to do that. like, I'm thinking about my deep secret or deepest, darkest secret. I'm like, why would I want to build a business out of that? Probably not. But then again, that's probably why I'm not as successful as I should be. <laughs> Anyway,
1: anyway. But, uh, Not like that. It's <laughs> just, just a thing about, yeah, sometimes yeah. God uses those things that you just want to hide from the world forever and be yeah. okay with it. But he teaches you it's not okay. Because yeah. in your suffering, you found a solution and it's selfish for you not to share it with yeah. others who are suffering from the same problems. Mm, yeah. Yeah, well said. Well,
0: let's go ahead and, and talk about how in focusing your efforts on helping military spouses, I know that being involved with the Rosie Network had really helped you. So tell us about what it was like going through the Rosie Network's services CEO program.
1: Okay. Oh, gladly. I'm always excited to talk about <laughs> that. But for in order for it to make sense, let me just go back just a little bit yeah. to come here so it all comes together. Yes. In that first business, I ended up doing a whole lot of different things, you know, to What we call like diversify your income so you're not constantly having to work, you know, in the business and you can work on the business. And so I started doing like different things as far as like teaching other people how to do what I did, doing it in person at seminars and workshops and also creating online courses. And so in that, I was able to help students like all over the world. Mm -hmm. And that just it just blew my mind, just how having an online presence and the power of what's in your pocket. Because remember, I was telling you, I started out recording those videos with the iPhone 5S. Yeah, I think it was a 5S. That is an old phone, by the way, in case anyone doesn't know, if you have no
0: memory of it, it's an old phone. So, yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: Because I'm old. <laughs> but anyway. No, no, no. Just the phone. No. Just the phone.
0: <laughs> Not you.
1: <laughs> so I was able to do all of that. I was able to create like mentorship and coaching. Wow. Services to work with, you know, clients like one-on-one, no matter where they were in the world. And so I created this framework. Not knowing that I was going to be able to take that and use it, you know, as I was transitioning into a different business that God also gave me the vision for, which is helping the military spouses. Mm-hmm. And so it would be like God gave me that idea like a whole six years before I, I was able to circle back. And he was like, OK, now it's time. Talk yeah. about patience, right? Yeah. Patience and faith. So I was able and, you know, going through different seasons, PCS and just still working that business. And then it got to the point where God was clearly showing me it was signs that I needed to go ahead and pursue helping military spouses do what I had done. Not specifically like, you know, learning to make wigs or, you know, servicing cancer clients or anything like that, but the framework of how I built it to where it was PCS proof. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I did that in a way that it was like, you can take any idea any passion, hobby, or or an expertise, like you can do that and build a business and make it PCS perfect. Mm -hmm. So what we speed up to, I would say towards the end of last year, that's when the idea came back and it was like, it's time you have to shift into helping military spouses do exactly what you were able to do. Mm -hmm. And so at that time, I don't know how I came across the Rosie network, but I'll just say it was meant to happen. It was meant to happen when it did. It came just in time. Love it. (laughs) And so I had applied. Yes, I had applied for the program. I looked at all the details of, you know, how it worked. And I was like, yeah, this sounds like something that I really need because like, I don't have time to waste. I don't have time or money to waste. Like I'm going to do, I'll do what I know how to do. But sometimes you need a refresher, especially when you're starting over. Yeah. And I felt like I was starting over with this new business venture. Yeah. And so I signed up, I applied for the program and it came just in time. So what I really liked about it was that how it was spaced out, because Mm -hmm. if you're building a business, you need time to think, you need time to plan, Mm -hmm. you need time to implement, you know, get certain things done to keep progressing. And I love how they had it structured. Mm. You know, some people will look at something and be like, three months, uh, uh, let me find if I, can see if I can do it in like a week or two weeks. But I know that things take time, especially if you want to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. And so when I signed up, just I was so happy. I was so anxious to get started. And in that, there were moments where you were really being trained to think. Mm. Like if you're building a business, this is your baby. This is something important to you. You're going to be helping somebody who needs what you have to offer. You have to put a lot of time, effort and thought into that. And so I love that about the program, just having that coaching that they had available every single week, Yeah, having the homework, but being instructed on how to complete everything. And at the end of it, you have like, you just feel like the gratification is just like, oh my God, thank you thank you. This was amazing. This was exactly what I needed when I needed it. And it was parts of the program that I didn't even think about. I didn't even feel like, like, had I had to figure that out on my own, if it was like a checklist, I would be like, no, I probably don't need that and just check off other stuff. But when you went through it and how they explained it, you would see why you needed to do certain things. It all made sense. Yeah. So I am forever grateful for that because, you know, even though I had just the foundation and the framework from building that first business. And even though it was successful, when you're starting over, sometimes you forget like all the details of what you really need to do. And it's a different time. Yeah, I did that years ago. So it's a different time. And so even the program and structure is up to date with, you know, currently some things will remain the same when, you know, building a business, but over time, some things are going to change. And so it just helped me so much. Yeah. yeah, I mean, back to basics. There's a couple books that I've been uh, rereading from like
0: 15 years ago, like not sorry, no, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, somewhere around there, <laughs> where like, when I was first getting into business and sales, and I decided to reread them. And it's crazy, because it's like, it's like, oh, I know these stories. But I know these stories. I know these lessons. I know these tips, but some I forgot. And then, and then secondly, I'm a different person now, you know, I've gained so yes. much experience from when I first started. Like back then, I was just trying to absorb everything and try to apply. But now it's like, I've settled in, I'm, I'm a little more wiser and more experienced. And maybe not like, like, you know, I'm not I mean, yes, I still continue to fail forward. And that's, that's important, too. But like to be able to, like, go back to basics and be reminded of, you know, sometimes the basics are more important than anything else. So I think that's amazing how you were able to have that full circle experience from like your first business idea to now like evolving it as the new version of you, like as as the as the um, wiser, more experienced person that you are today. And I, it's great to hear how the Rosie Network was just so um, meticulous in, in making sure that you learned a lot of the things that you needed to learn and things that you didn't even know existed or the things you didn't right. even realize, you know, you had to do. And so I think that is. You know, such such a beautiful like realization, mm-hmm. and for you to be where you are today. Because I, I know that it's one thing to like run a business on your own, and you know sometimes it takes sometimes it takes longer than it, maybe it should. But to have like something like the Rosie Network to help you think more critically and to think with direction, um, I think I think it's priceless. I totally agree.
1: Yeah, and another thing I wanted to add in is the fact that you have others in the group, you're going through it with a group. And I like to say those were my business besties. Love because that. you can talk about business ideas to, you know, other people. And if their minds, if they don't have that same mindset, it's not something they're pursuing. It's mm-hmm. like it goes over their head. They don't get oh, excited. Yeah. Yeah. When you get that business bestie that knows exactly like why you're so excited, even about the little things to the big things, that's just like, oh my God, it's amazing. So to be able to go through it with a group of other, you know, women, it was all women in our group. Nice. Um, that was a yeah, boy's loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Boys can go it that was way. Just an bonus. I know you can't see. What
0: this <laughs> no, I but, love that. Yeah. What I love hearing about your story is, in a way, like I, I, I say this phrase a couple of times when I hear stories like this, but it's like, you turned Like you turned your pain into your passion, like what you did with your story of hair loss and then your story as a military spouse. You like married the two, you know, in a way. And to be able to help the community today, I I imagine, is a very fulfilling and freeing experience. Because I know that with, you know, the videos and tutorials and the mentoring and all the things that you do, I mean, could you could you have seen yourself where you are now versus like when you were working in that
1: government job? Could you even like (laughs) doesn't that feel like such a lifetime ago now? (laughs) Yes, it does. It does. Because I see like the transformation right before my eyes, even in watching like some of the old online courses that I created, just how I look, hearing my voice and everything. It's like, oh my God. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But also in that I know the challenges that came along with that, as I said before, just showing up, having to put yourself out there, and I see as a result of breaking through that fear, yeah, how I received so many blessings and my blessings came in being able to help all the people that I wanted to help. yeah, and so by making myself vulnerable, showing up, I was able to get those clients and in return, now when I work with someone and I see like how they're shy and hesitant and you know not wanting to do certain things, I always ask the question, is it because of fear? Fear is good, but Mm -hmm. is it because you're like, you're just scared and you don't want to do it or you're scared and you know, you need to do it. Right. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you don't want to do it and you know, you need to do it, but sometimes we know, like, also it's not the time. Yeah. So I'm hesitant to do something, but I also know this doesn't feel right. It's not the time. So I always say if you're fearful and you know, it's something you need to do, you just don't want to do it. We're going to have to break down break that down and figure it out. Yeah. Because on the other side of that is your blessings. Mm -hmm. And so when I watched the old me compared to me now, how I've just transformed and I blossom, I had like tools and resources like other mentors and the Rosie network Mm -hmm. going through that program to help me get comfortable, Mm -hmm. you know, to be able to do this. And so when I see it in clients, I know exactly what to do and what to say to push them forward and break them out of that. But I also realize sometimes when I need to just pull back and just let it be, give it time. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. So it's kind of cool just seeing myself like, you know, some people are like, Oh, I hate seeing myself on video (laughs) or hearing my voice. And I'm like, No, girl, (laughs) I'm good with it. Because I see, I see my growth. Yeah, I see the growth. (laughs) Yeah. And I think
0: for me, when I do video, I tell myself like, it's not about me. It's about the message that's coming through me anyway. You know, people care more about the the value that I'm offering. I mean, if they have to critique me, sure, whatever. But like, <laughs> I hope you get value out of it regardless. But I hear that. I hear you where it's like, even in your situation, it's like, well, I'm able to see my growth. Like, this is amazing how yeah. how far I've come. And I, and I think that's really, really beautiful, Toria. Well, let, let's yeah. talk about let's talk about life today. Give us a snapshot of,
1: you know, what life <laughs> looks like for you. Oh my goodness, though, when I say everything kind of jump started with this new business venture of helping military spouses, mm. it started last year when it came back. Now, mind you, back in 2017, while I was still working with like predominantly like cancer patients mm. and those who had like little to severe hair loss, God gave me this vision about this book that I needed to write mm. for military spouses. And so I had like the chapters and everything. So I just pulled up a Word document and I just typed everything that I had, you know, that was given to me. And so you speed up to that was 2017, like February. And I still have it because I emailed it to my mentor too. So (laughs) it's like I got receipts. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So do you, and I try, I kept trying to go to that and it was like roadblock, roadblock, roadblock. Yeah, No, no, no. And so 2022. Is when God brought me back to it and, it and he said, It's time to write the book. Mm. And so I had this idea like, Oh, this is gonna be easy because I've done an ebook before in my first business. So I can just go in Canva, create, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And God was like, No. Well, he kept saying no. But he, he gave it to me through my husband because when I said that to my husband, he was like, Why are you just settling for an ebook? Mm. That's easy. Mm-hmm. Why not publish the book? And I'm like, Well, because that takes time and money and, and a lot it's of more work. official. And like, right. <laughs> yes. And he was like, What, isn't it worthy of that? Mm-hmm. And I had to think. And so now here we are, and I'm put in kind of like this uncomfortable situation all over again where I recognize I have to have patience and I have to be obedient and I have to allow God to order my steps. And then I could sit back afterwards where hindsight is to yeah. 2020 and recognize why. So when you ask what's going on today, I am probably about 90% done, ready to officially launch that book. So exciting. Hopefully, I'm just going to say summer. We're still in summer. Yeah. And it's basically the title of the book is called the home front hustle. Mm. And it's, you know, it's it's all around stop shadowing and start doing. So mm. we we walk in the shadows of our service member and we just have like all of the behind the scenes stuff where the glue that keeps the puzzle pieces coming and you know, yeah. going together, making it work, making it function, and we lose ourselves. <laughs> and so this is teaching you, like I said, how to take anything that you may you you may have a passion, a hobby. Like I Actually, I seek out military spouses that have a business when I'm looking to purchase something. Mm. And one thing that I purchased last year was one of those custom cutting boards for your kitchen. Oh, okay. Like, it had her name on it. Yeah. And that was by a military spouse. And when I got it, I was totally like, the gear started turning like, oh my God, does she know how she can take this and make this a PCS proof business mm. and just have different streams of income and just do all these different things. And it's funny because she did respond to one of my uh, social media posts as though like, cause I was talking about having a PCS proof business, mm-hmm. but I said all of that to say the book is basically taking my experience with that first business and how I was able to take something so complex and make it PCS. And then I'm giving them the framework of how they can take something. They may not already have like an idea, but if they start thinking, we all have something we can share. We all have a gift. It could just be something, a hobby that they have, and they can turn it into a PCS-proof business. Yeah. Because... A big part of writing that book, it required me to do interviews with military spouses. Mm. And so I went to view like 15 to 20 military spouses mm. to hear their story. Yeah. And it just solidified it because so many of us are suffering in silence because we sit home and we lose ourselves. And. We're just like, this can't be it, especially if you're serving your, your husband or, you know, whoever you're with, if they're looking to retire mm-hmm. and you're new to being a military spouse and you're sitting there, it's like, is this my life? Yeah. This is not what I signed up for. Yeah. You know, because sometimes when you marry military, you don't know, like, it's like in the black and white on print down there all of the stuff that you didn't sign up for but you don't know until you're you're like thrown in the middle of it yeah and now you're trying to figure it out and so I was like yeah this book is long overdue so I'm just so excited to launch that finally like finally get it out to the world and I just you know my hope is just to be able to help so many of these women that are suffering in silence yeah that's the best way that's the best way to say it they're suffering in silence Yeah, I just,
0: I really love this reoccurring theme of like old projects coming up again and like, you know, like finishing it, like finishing the project, you know, and you're able to do that with your first business and now you're able to do that with this book. So I'm, I'm excited for you and I'm excited to hear when it comes out. And it's just great to like kind of be a witness of your overall excitement of this whole experience and the passion that you have for, you know, your business and especially for the military spouse community. Do you have any like, final things you'd like to share to our military community or, you know, to military spouses specifically,
1: whether they're entrepreneurs or not? I would like to say, you know, and I feel like I could speak on this because I've been on both sides of it. You know, I was actually in the Navy before I met my husband. We met like a couple of months after joining. (laughs) And then after we met, we got married a year later from then. And then I ended up getting out of the military and I've been by his side up until the day that he retired. So I was with him like his entire military career. Uh-huh. So I've been on both sides of it. I know how being married to military can be stressful. Mm-hmm, yeah. There's parts of it that we don't understand, we don't like. And I I got to the point where I will always say, I don't like it, but I understand. Because <laughs> that's side of me. It yeah. was like I, too, was in the military, so I understand. Yeah. And I hate to say it like this, but it was times where I felt like I had to just kind of give in and say, okay, I know my place because you're married to the military and I'm just a side chick. Okay, so yeah, I I don't like it, but I understand. Yeah, yeah. So there's challenges that comes with being married to military, but you have to have great communication. Mm -hmm. And like I say, as a spouse has been through it, Through everything, an entire career, Mm. communication was key for us. Yeah. We struggled together. That made us closer. Mm -hmm. We always depended on each other. We never let outside forces into our business like that. Mm -hmm. We just stood on communication. And so, not saying that it was all like rainbows and sunshine, you know, sometimes it's going to be the headbutting and, you know, the disagreements, but just finding a way to, Communicate something to where it can be receptive. Mm. And I'm speaking from experience, these interviews that I was able to do. I heard a lot of military spouses say they feel like they're not being heard Mm. with how they feel. Yeah. And then they feel like it comes off as if they're being selfish and they're not grateful. Yeah. so that's that's kind of the advice that I would give you have to find a way to communicate that so that it's receptive you want it to be received don't fight to be right fight to be heard mm-hmm. and then find it to be heard you got to you can't go into it you know and I like to say eyes rolling neck snapping not you can't go into it like that because you want to be heard <laughs> and so um that's like part of the best advice that I can give because I know there's different conversations that should be had in military marriages that aren't had for those reasons. Yeah. You know, and so it just really bothers me that a lot of spouses are suffering, feeling like they're not understood, they're not being heard. And then when they speak out, you know, other outside forces, kind of like, okay, here's where I'm going with this. Sometimes when they get on social media, (laughs) they kind of get direction from other military spouses. Mm -hmm. They're being told like, oh, you're just ungrateful. You're complaining. And I feel like, yeah, that's not fair. And you have to be careful mm-hmm. what you allow into your home by way of social media and into your mind. So, you know, sometimes you're going looking in the wrong places to fix a problem in your house. It starts with you. You just got to find a way to communicate. And I know it's cliche, but you got to pray. Yeah, <laughs>
0: Yeah, I feel like um, also in general, social media probably isn't the right place to put good thoughts in your head, if anything. Because yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. yes, we need online presence, and we need to, we need it for online business. Also, on a personal note, you know, for personal reasons, it, it is important to yeah. you know be mindful how to discern that kind of advice, and like One. you said, not, not let it impact your you know your household.
1: Yeah, yeah, you yeah, have to have thick skin because there are you know people like myself, and I'm sure people like you. If there's something posted online where they're asking, they're going through something and they're asking the question that you totally have the answer for, mm-hmm. you know, you'll jump in and give the best advice that you can, but then there's going to be those trolls and those <laughs> other bitter, you know, or, yeah. you know, they're going through stuff or they just look at things differently and they're going to come with their negative comments as well. So you just got to kind of, like you said, you know, discern and just be able to maneuver through like yeah. the stuff that you don't need to take in and take from it. What makes sense. So, yeah. yeah. It's like a buffet, you know, pick what's best for you. <laughs> I like that. Yes. There you go. That's what social
0: media is. A big buffet.
1: <laughs> a farmers yes. market, I don't
0: know. Just something with a lot Absolutely. of people selling a lot of things. <laughs> but yeah. Well, well, Toria, I have really enjoyed our conversation today. I really wanted to thank you so much for taking the time uh, to share your story and, you know, your entrepreneurial journey. I, I think it's incredibly inspiring, like the grit and the faith and the resilience that you have, it shows, you know, and and I'm just happy that you are using your gifts to help other military spouses, especially the ones who feel like they're, you know, suffering in silence, which is sad yeah. because military spouses are the cornerstone of our military families. Yeah. And for them to feel that way, to feel insignificant, to feel like they're under someone else's shadow, it's hard. It's hard. So it's it's great to see you know, spouses supporting each other. And and obviously, that's something yeah. that you take a lot of pride mm-hmm. in. So, well, Tori, I guess that's it. I really want to thank you so much for your time. Thanks again for being on our show.
1: My pleasure. I am super excited that you hit me up to do this. And anytime in the future, just if you think of anything, call on me. I'm here. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, you're part of the Holding Down the Ford family now. So it might just happen. (laughs) And to our listeners, thank you for listening. We will chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Hey, this is your host, Jen Amos. Thanks again for listening to today's episode of Holding Down the Fort by U.S. Fet Wealth. Visit holdingdownthefortpodcast.com to access the full show notes of this episode, including resources mentioned and bonus content. Once again, that's holdingdownthefortspodcast.com. Lastly, stay after this outro music for something a little extra. Thanks again and chat soon. Bye for now. Hey everyone, thanks so much for hanging out here after the outro music. I gotta say, this season has just been quite the journey, you know, from the early stages of Brainstorming, actually, you know, it's very interesting to reflect on how the show has got to where it is today. Even just going back to season six and the end of it, and reflecting on the months in the off season, you know, starting at the beginning of the off season until the start of the season, you know, I am just incredibly, incredibly grateful to the Rosie Network for being open to inviting their cohort members for the Service to CEO program to be a part of the new take on Holding Down the Forts by U.S. Vet Wealth for Season 7. And so I just wanted to express my sincere gratitude to this amazing nonprofit. You all have to learn more about them by visiting the therosinetwork.org. And I just want to thank you. I want to thank you, the listener, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast, or maybe even at this point, you have joined us in our podcast portal, which is available to create a free account at holdingdowntheforwardpodcast.com forward slash portal. However you choose to consume this content, I just want to say thank you. You know, as a content creator, you know, I put a lot of love and labor And time into this so that you can just have value, you know? And this is really our way here at US Vet Wealth to give back to our military community and also give back to the Rosie Network, who has given so much to us early on when my husband and I started working together. So really, this is just a moment to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much to our listeners to the Rosie Network. And, you know, just thank you. And I hope that you all will continue to listen to our show, or even go as far as joining us on the portal, which once again, is holding on the Ford podcast.com forward slash portal. Thanks so much. And I'll chat with you in the next episode. Till next time.